Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the M3 Podcast. It's me, your host, Mermaid Bree, and I hope that this episode teaches you a little bit more about how you can practice self-love through the power of discipline. I read the book, The Power of Discipline, which is how to use self-control and mental toughness to achieve your goals from the author of Daniel Walter. I read this book back in January earlier this year on just improving my own personal habits, my life in general, and just trying to figure out how to take charge of my behavior. I feel like this author understood a lot of different wide varieties from Navy SEAL training to Zen Buddhist training to even just simple parenting. And overall, my summary notes, I see this as a a reference from Will Smith where he talks about practicing self-love and discipline being the ultimate form of self-love and knowing that you need delayed gratification to better yourself for the future and not just going off of the comfort of what's, what's right in front of you. So for myself, I try to practice this depending on focus or goal orientation The ability for me to improve my memory, operation, maybe cognitive flexibility, adaptability, and impulse control, really. So these practices that I hope to show you on how to build better disciplinary practices and build better habits from those disciplinary practices, this is going to help you strengthen the skills that your brain thought process will help you when you're getting that boost from better focus through activity. So... I think about the status quo bias and the tendency to stay familiar in our circumstances rather than choosing to change. It's often due to our protective behaviors that keep us in our comfort zones. And overcoming this bias is key to improving self-discipline. So there are three main reasons why we may resist change. There's a loss aversion theory that we don't like to lose things. And when we need to change, we tend to feel that we've already lost something. The second one is the fear of regret. We are really afraid when we make the wrong decision and tend to overthink that. And then number three is exposure. The more we are exposed to something, the more attached we become to it. So it makes it difficult for us to let go and make a change when we feel that form of connection, attachment. And that's why it's really difficult to change our beliefs and behaviors. So the solution is to expose ourselves to new thoughts and behaviors long enough to adopt them. So overcoming discipline disruptors, um, this is our ability to build good habits. So think about like energy vampires. Those are the people who sap the life out of you with negative attitude. And there can also be things that might hinder your discipline and prevent you from being the best version of yourself. So some factors of hindering development of our self-discipline are the people surrounding us, unhealthy thinking patterns, and the belief itself, as well as our bad habits. So if we don't believe in ourselves and we continue to let the unhealthy surroundings and people and bad thinking patterns affect us, the more we're going to give into those bad habits. So two significant disruptors of discipline that influence our beliefs are Parkinson's Law, which is explaining that we procrastinate, I'm guilty of this one, because we give ourselves too much time to finish a task. The truth is that we can achieve anything faster and be more productive when we know we have less time. And it's really important for people, in my opinion, to set deadlines, timelines. My clients understand this. 
I'm going to ask you what is it would you want to achieve and when you are willing to achieve it. So if you give me that time frame, I'm going to build out a map and a timeline. But that also is something that I'm practicing as a business owner and for myself with my own personal goals. The second one is false hope syndrome. So this is our belief that change is easy and it causes us to get unreasonably high standards for quick transformation, which is why we frequently give up. We see something be done, it looks effortless, and then we try to attempt it and we realize it took that person probably 1,000 plus tries to get that so smooth. So building a healthy routine is key to improving self-discipline. And that's, I'm just thinking of, let's say a, a figure skater is doing their sequence and they look like art on ice. Well, myself, I'd probably eat crap, literally ice crap. <laughs> and so I'm thinking of this as my ability to continue to build up my practice and that's a way to forming and improving your self-discipline so this includes having um let's say like a quality morning and evening routine your exercise routine meditation healthy nutrition and arousal control that to me is one of the biggest practices so many people right now are all about the hype of journaling and meditation and having a routine but how many of you are willing to stick to that practice when there's some sort of stimulation or arousal that gets your excitement up that may cause you to, deter, I would say, defer um, from your understanding, your religious practice that you have. So I'm not even sure if I like the word religious, but just a spiritual practice that you have. So to me, you achieve a goal and set smaller goals and then believe in that from those smaller potentials of success. So you build upon that belief with those small goals adding up. And I think of this as another way of increasing potential to set goals 10 times more than what we might expect them to, to achieve. So set scary goals, make them bigger than you really believe that you might get there, but also know what the first few steps look like and believe in those fully. So that way you create the path towards the long-term success. Um, another one I love is I, I think about when you're not getting the instant gratification that you want and let's just think of somebody who might be in pain, um, wants to go out, drink, numb themselves with the stimulation of other people, with a lot of music, with the intimacy of another person and they are getting the instant gratification of just maybe coping or numbing, but not really getting to the root of their problem. And that to me comes down to the urge of what is destroying your discipline and your faith in yourself. So if you are somebody who holds a high standard and you believe that you will, and I'm just going to give myself a practice, I hold a standard of not giving my physical self to somebody else unless I know that I have pure love intentions towards them. And so for me, it wouldn't make sense for me to just go up to somebody and be like, hey, want to hook up? Because that has no value for me. There's no need for that. The urge isn't, isn't satisfying to my spiritual practice. So another way that I think of this is I think I saw this on a magic trick show on Netflix a long time ago and it, be, it was based off of a very popular study that was done with kids 
And so these kids had these marshmallows in front of them. And they were told that if you don't eat the marshmallow now, we'll come back in 10 minutes, then you can have, and I think it was like a handful, let's just say, or an extra one. So some of the kids would wait and they sat patiently and they were tempted, but they didn't do it. Other kids instantly ate the marshmallow and just were happy with the one they had. And based off of that simple test, these scientists were able to prove whether these kids would be successful in life through business and relationships because of understanding delayed gratification. If you get an opportunity, go check that out. I'm pretty sure it's the, I, I would, I YouTubed it before. It was called the Kid Marshmallow um, Test and I, it came up really quickly. I'm sure if you did like a Kid Marshmallow Instant Gratification Test, that might come up too. But a simple one would be be for like a little kid, maybe the 10 minute rule where you just wait 10 minutes without acting on that destructive urge and just allow it to pass. You might not even want what you thought was in front of you 10 minutes later after seeing it there and accepting its presence. Um, I think of another way of forming self-discipline too is if you are going through a process of delayed gratification it's going to feel uncomfortable it might even feel embarrassing and you know that comes with a a a piece of rejection that might come with people questioning you or not necessarily understanding your motives or your intentions and uh, feeling like it could be uh, against theirs and so people will question you or challenge you and I actually am going to say challenge them back and stick to your roots with your disciplinary practices so if you're willing to and you require yourself to do things that are not comfortable and this is a way of helping you practice better self-discipline I actually think that this can help achieve the strengthening willpower and exercising your tolerance to discomfort so we strengthen our will when we step out of our comfort zone and do the things that make us feel uncomfortable. And I think of Muhammad Ali because this is one of my favorite quotes is the will has to be stronger than the skill in order to build the champion. And you can't just have a skill and a will. It has to be stronger with that will. So the more that we repeat these uncomfortable actions, then the more than we're going to be used to them and thereby increasing our own discipline. So I know as a business owner that we need a system and process. I have a system and process in place for my clients. And I love that this book talks about having a system and process in place because just let's say if all hell breaks loose and you're one step away from failure, you know that you have this to root yourself into keep on keeping on if that's the the term that I can think of. So you want to feel like you're more focused on your goals than on the system. And to achieve that, you're going to fail if you actually focus more on the goal than the system itself. So it's easy to set a goal. And there's a chance that that goal might even change while you're going through the right system and following your journey and enjoying that process. So if you set good behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs that keep you motivated, the goal will still shine through. And I just think about this. For instance, all Olympians have the same goal to win, but there's only one winner, and that one has to have the best system. 
which means that they set a healthy behavior and promote their physical and mental health. That includes maybe getting better rest, a balanced diet, regular exercise, learning new skills, practicing a better mindset. And to develop a good system, we must remove and replace the unhelpful habits that do not contribute to our goals. And there are three steps involved, which are define your goal. Know what you want. You need to figure out what it is that you want because if you're not clear on your visions and your goals and what it is that you want, you will fail and you will no longer understand your self-love and that discipline. You got to build that confidence in yourself and you've got to practice building up the love for yourself through this identity change through your actions. So an example is if you want to become a musician, myself included, this is just me thinking as a singer, the goal is to live and act like a musician instead of aiming to learn how to play the instrument. So I've stressed out on singing lessons and wanting to perfect the practice that I know I really just need to get my butt up in front of people and get over my stage fright. That's probably my ultimate thing that's fear related keeping me back from loving myself fully in this way and being disciplined to my goal as a singer personally um i think of this as if you want to read more books too then be the person who regularly reads instead of setting a goal to read two books monthly like i'm just thinking of a person who might say like i'm going to read a book a week or i'm going to read this just continue to read and practice that day in and day out And most of us tend to believe that we will only be happy once we achieve our goals, but this trap leads us to despair, especially if we fail. So I believe it's crucial for us to keep our system consistent, regardless of how fast we go. Consistency consistency increases self-confidence. I was just talking about how we need to have that trust in ourselves and our level of happiness much more than the achievement of the goal. So remember that the overall process of changing our thoughts, behaviors, habits, all of these can be enjoyable experiences if we allow ourselves to focus on it rather than just the success of the end goal. Now, taking this from a Buddhist standpoint, the Zen and self-discipline, Zen Buddhists hold a reservoir of wisdom about accomplishing goals and overcoming fear, and they also talk about delaying gratification. So all of these are powerful foundations and they prove to help us overcome our our fears and practice a better foundation of just being in tune with ourselves and letting go of maybe the ego in itself as well. Buddha is a great example of this and he really tuned into enlightenment and understanding our higher power thousands of years ago with the primary points of emphasis that suffering is a regular aspect of human existence. And number two, that we are responsible for the pain we experience. That one hit me hard. Let me repeat that again. Buddha's understandings and primary points of emphasis are that we suffer in a regular aspect of human existence and that we are responsible for the pain we experience. Buddhists believe that focusing on the here and now is more important than focusing on the past. According to them, the past is only a collection of our perceptions and memories. And besides, they're also convinced that our preconceived beliefs about who we are as people are self-restricting. 
And honestly, I feel that too, where the past keeps us tied to our negative behavioral patterns, or hopefully at times, I also see it to be a learning experience of how we can make those negative behavior patterns better. That's my optimistic view. So by applying these concepts to our lives, we should be able to acknowledge that there is no way to avoid pain, but also strive for our goals fearlessly. We're able to better manage our thoughts by embracing the current moment instead of spending time and energy dwelling on past regrets. The keyword there is dwelling. If you're embracing and loving on the memories that you get to have from the past, enjoy them, embody them. But if they're painful and you're dwelling and still holding on to the thoughts and the feelings, let it go. Because fear is nothing more than a lack of control. And we won't let that keep us ruining our lives. One of my favorite chapters in this book is about trying versus doing. And I just had this conversation which sparked up this entire podcast. Thank you for this conversation. As to somebody who says that they will try versus actually doing. And trying is a recipe for disaster. So whether you feel like you can try and you know attempt something, change your vocabulary because the words that we say to ourselves whether they are spoken or not, are very powerful. They may change how we perceive ourselves and how successful we may become. And this explains why using the term try might prevent us from realizing our goals and limit our belief of self-discipline. You'll learn to appreciate yourself more as a consequence of doing, and others will appreciate you too. So remind yourself to start doing instead of merely trying. So actions to take, the rules for success. This is for somebody who might be confused of where to start with their goals, how to set them, if they're struggling with decisions, and maybe even anything else in life, just reaching your full potential. These are the five basic principles found in the book that will allow you to succeed in all aspects of your life. And these guidelines can help you achieve all of your goals And as the book says, in record time, when you master these techniques, your productivity, self-confidence, and sense of self-worth will also increase. And these are the following five. Know what you want. (laughs) I just said this. First, you must clearly understand what it is that you want and why you want it. Then you can set a goal knowing that you must do as well as what you must give up to achieve that objective. Number two, I like this one as a coach. Don't cut corners. To succeed, you must not only do your best, but also make sure that everything is done correctly. When we cut corners, we increase the the chances of failure. And when we do a job correctly, we also increase the chances of success. And even though we fail, we will still be satisfied because we know that what we did was our best. Number three is don't make a big leap. So you might feel overwhelmed and exhausted or rapidly become demotivated and disappointed in yourself. It's better to make a good plan with small steps and follow that with the big leap that you know you might not have initially followed through with if you just set the big goal on its own. Number four is repetition is the key to success. Oh man. This to me is 
where people talk about being consistent. You need to be repetitive. So repetition is not enjoyable. And I just think of myself right now as sometimes podcasting isn't always my favorite thing to do. Sometimes it lights me the fuck up. But at that point, I know that in the long run, I will be so proud to see that my repetition is creating success. So no matter what action you do to get closer to your goal, you'll not only succeed if you're consistent, but you must also find that consistency done as a repetition every day in some shape or form. So I've heard in different ways that like, Being consistent could be like going to the gym a couple times per week or maybe a singing lesson once per week. But find a way to create a moment throughout the day that those goals line up into your everyday practice. That is where discipline separates itself from consistency. Number five is celebrate your wins. Today, I found out we just hit 15,000 downloads in 31 episodes And that to me is where I've been celebrating, you know, my first download to the first thousand downloads to five, 10, just you name it. They keep going up and I've been stoked to watch this growth and celebrate every milestone. People going up on a hike, let's just give this as a metaphoric example. When you're going up on the hike, you know that at the very top of that mountain, you're going to have the most epic view ever. But along the way, you stop, you catch your breath, and you take in the scenery, and you're like, wow, it's so beautiful. And you take a few more steps up the mountain, continue to catch your breath, take a sip of water, be present in the moment. That's the keyword, be present in the moment, and take that gratitude with full appreciation and acceptance. So focusing not necessarily on the result or just focusing on trying to get up to the top of the mountain, it might make you feel disappointed and want to give up that you don't even necessarily enjoy the hike up on the way. And it's best to concentrate on achieving modest victories and celebrating those victories. And I just think of myself as that that person of wanting to do well with this podcast that I know This is going to grow exponentially here in the future. So I hope that these practices help um, stay persistent. Don't give up and know that you must take consistent disciplinary action towards your goals in order to achieve what you want. And it's possible. Know that in your heart, you can achieve anything you want. Thank you for joining me on another episode as we learned and explored all things movement, mindset, and medicine. As always, my goal for each episode of this podcast is to share innovative tools and techniques to help you thrive and find stability with your overall health and personal development alongside the growth of the world around us. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or someone you know that could benefit from hearing the important messages shared. It means the world to hear your thoughts. So please rate and review as this helps us reach more people and provide feedback as to how we can better help you. Make sure to check out our website, www.mermaidmethod.com to learn more about our upcoming events, eco-friendly products, and coaching programs. Now let's make massive waves together.